0: We see that now he's making the incision along the corrugated artery, so named for its similarity to bumpy cardboard. The red stuff in there is not, as you might think, blood, but actually a type of gelatin filling. This patient is, in fact, an elaborately constructed dessert, comprised largely of fondant and gingerbread.
1: Authorities are calling him the unreliable narrator. Once a perfectly professional and widely respected voiceover artist, now a madman with absolutely no regard for accuracy. The alleged saboteur has been audibly spotted in a number of television and radio recordings, including this recent assault on the Surgery Channel.
0: Because our cameraman is going in with such a tight shot, you can't actually see the chef's hat that the surgeon is wearing, nor his kiss-the-cook apron.
2: Hey, you! Ha! You'll never
3: take me alive, executive producer. But
2: I'm the sound editor.
3: You are whatever I say you are.
1: (laughs) Anyone encountering this person should contact their local cable or satellite company immediately. We'll be right back.
0: Today's winning lotpo number is seven. Just seven. If your LotPo ticket has a 7 on it, you've won the $34 million jackpot.
4: This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Episode 163 featuring the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. And now, here are your hosts, Ron Algar, Watt, and Matt Robotham.
5: So we've decided that mm-hmm. Matt is Henderson. Yes. This. Uh, what, what would you call yourself? Long-suffering marketing guy. I don't know that you're a marketing guy. Well, yeah, you were pitching cartoons to me before. Yeah. So yeah, you're a marketing guy or some kind of creative type. Edit. I like it's the eternal it's the eternal struggle between employee
2: and overbearing cigar-chomping employer. Right.
5: But not a cigar-chomping like a like a construction foreman.
2: No cigar-chomping like J. Jonah Jameson. Or um, uh, Mr. Uh, Spacely. Yes, or Mr. Spacely. Right. So the option is either I get fired or I get made vice president.
5: Right. Those are your two options. Um, yeah. There's no middle ground. Some years ago, Al Gore was given that choice and he became vice president. Mm-hmm. Uh, other times, many guys you've never heard of because they got fired, got fired. Yes. But somehow, Matt and I are usually, Matt and I... Occasionally on this show, we're exaggerated versions of ourselves with jetpacks. Yes, but usually we're just Matt and I, and then occasionally he'll start pitching ideas to me, and I'll realize, oh, I better go put my vice president hat on because now he's Henderson. <laughs> Where's my rubber cigar? Nah, Nah. yeah. Those things are bad for you. So, what's your what's your pitch this time, Henderson? Let's hear it. I need ten $1, hundred dollar ideas or one thousand dollar idea, or you're fired. Okay, so what about this? Yeah, ice coal. I'm
2: sorry. What? It's ice coal. Okay. Yeah, it's coal. Is that exactly what it sounds like? It's coal. Yeah, that melts like ice.
5: <laughs> so you shovel it into the furnace.
2: You have to shovel. You you shove it into the furnace.
5: Oh, you shove it in.
2: If you if you're not if you're not having to cram it in with the bet with what with uh, with the pointy end of a broom, you're doing it wrong. Okay. You don't have enough ice coal. You shove it well, into the, you shove it into the furnace. Yeah. And it melts basically instantly. Does it power
5: anything? No, of course not. It just melts. What's what's fueling the thing? What's fueling the furnace? Nothing. Well, then it doesn't even melt. No, the the ice the, the ice melts. Oh, it just naturally melts. Yeah. I assumed I was shoveling it shoving it
2: into a furnace of fire. Well, no, that doesn't make any sense cuz how would you light it if there's already coal in there? What's the point of getting ice coal if you've already got fire coal in there? Come on, man.
6: The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt as themselves. Today's episode, Robot Saboteur.
2: Well, HQ's coming up, time to dock. So maybe we shouldn't be flying so close to the... Shit! We're gonna crash into that pylon!
5: Listen, I don't tell you how to beat things with a wrench. Don't tell me how to pilot a dirigible.
2: It's a Zeppelin, and it's about to go up in flames if you don't level don't out! Don't
5: be... huh, so it is. Ah, my my lungs!
2: My don't blow over. your wig! Oh, I can no, fix no, no. this. Oh, now hold oh my still. Goodness, I, I, it's kind of hard to resist the urge to go... What, to run away from it? Seriously, oh. just come...
5: There, uh, there nice. you go. Sheep's creepers. Look what happened to the
2: airship. Blimp. And you tell me, what the hell kind of flyboy are you anyway? You just rammed right into that pylon. What? No, I didn't. I lost control of the gyrocopter. Are you even trying anymore?
5: And it plowed itself into the pylon. He yeah, you seemed pretty calm about the whole affair while it was happening. I was hopped up on aquatic truth serum. Anyways, how the heck did you not catch on fire in that conflagration? Yeah, the what now? Ah, it's an old pilot's trick. It means fire. Nobody knows that. I'm going to put that on the accident report so nobody... Oh, uh, hey, Dottie.
7: Golly, Mr. Matt, are you
2: all right? Yeah, sure, I'm fine. I was just telling Mr. Al here how I didn't catch fire when the Zeppelin caught fire. I was still wearing the helmet from our aquatic adventures, which protected my head, and... And
7: your naturally fireproof flight jacket took care of the rest.
2: You got it, kid.
7: Were you really on fire, Mr. Al?
5: Oh, he was overreacting. Like fun I was. What even happened? The thing completely spun out of my control near the end there. I can't imagine what might have That's happened.
7: what I come to tell you, Mr. Al. There was some kind of metal man hanging onto the bottom of the Zeppelin. Atta a girl. And he jumped off just before it blew up. Wait, where is he now? He's running that way. He looks really heavy, which I figure was why he ain't running so fast.
5: Come on, let's get a wiggle on.
7: You got it, Mr. Al.
5: Hey, uh,
2: you coming with us, or what? You, uh, yeah, you, you you, you, go ahead. I'm gonna see if I can't fix this
5: thing. I'll save you some time, yes. You can't. It exploded. There's nothing left to fix. Ain't
7: nothing Mr. Matt can't fix. What kind of bushwha you've
5: been filling this kid's
7: head with? Just
2: go chase down the metal man. I'm gonna try and salvage this thing. Only most of it has exploded.
7: Come on, Mr. Al. He's slow, but he's getting away.
5: All right. Come on, kid. So, Dottie, how's tricks with the Sarcasteers? ears? <laughs>
7: Oh, it's going great, Mr. Al. What kid wouldn't want an authentic badge and Dakota ring? You're
5: a good egg, Dottie. Boy, you weren't kidding. That thing's slower than molasses. You there.
7: Yeah, you. Why'd you wreck my balloon? Mr. Al, I think it's a dirigible. Quiet,
4: kid. Tabulating. Hold the line, please. Uh, what
7: now? It looks like he's noodling your question. How is that even a... Tabulation
4: complete. Your dirigible has been... Rect do
5: two. Could this guy move any slower? Tabulating. Hold
4: the line, please. Ah, for of the... Tabulation complete. Affirmative. This unit could move any
7: slower. Why don't you just cool clock him, Mr. Al? Then maybe you could get some answers out of him.
5: Well, gee, Dottie, I'd like to, but, uh... What
7: is it, Mr. Al?
5: Well, Dottie, do you know what a pacifist is? I
7: think I heard my dad use that word once when he talked about being in the Great War. He said they were a bunch of... I think we
5: can skip what your old man thought we were a bunch of. The truth is, Dottie, Mr. Al doesn't like violence.
7: Jeez, he picked the wrong business then. Being an adventurer and all. This
5: business kind of picked me. You still carry that little Roscoe in your knapsack?
7: What, my pop gun? I sure do. What the
5: heck is that thing, anyway?
7: My dad works down at the factory where they make delicious puffed rice and puffed wheat.
5: Manly profession if I ever heard one. So what's
7: that mean? You never heard the ads? They're the only cereals fired out of guns.
5: No, I don't listen to ad... what?
4: Watch! Tabulating!
5: You just shot a mess of cereal at that thing!
7: I sure did!
4: Tabulating! Oh! The line, yeah, yeah.
5: Finally. So, did you fix the. Oh, sure. I got her working on all sixes now.
7: Are you kidding me?
2: Yes, I am. It's burnt cinders. Go figure.
7: Mr. Matt, did you know that Mr. Al is a pacifist?
2: Oh, right. It's fine, kid. He's the brain and I'm the brawn.
7: Is that a nice way of saying that you're brave and he isn't. <laughs> Basically, yeah.
2: Hey. All right, I'll handle. Why is that thing covered in delicious puffed rice cereal?
4: Tabulation complete. Delicious. Pumped. Right. Cereal. Not. A. Threat. Well,
5: this should be easy enough. Matt, that thing's got to be 700 pounds if it's an ounce. How do you expect...
2: Oh, so when I got that training in the Mysterious East? I learned a technique that turns an opponent's strength against him.
5: Sounds like a bunch of hooey to me.
7: No, Mr. Al. I've seen him use it. All right. I
5: guess we'll just sit and watch. Hey, this delicious puff right cereal ain't bad.
2: Alright, I'm gonna clean your clockwork, you.
4: Tabulating. What are you? Tabulating. Hold the line, please.
2: Damn it. Move. I can't use your momentum against you if you don't
4: have any. Tabulating. Hold the line,
0: please. You gotta be kidding me. Hold
4: the line, please. <gasps> Tabulation complete. Suggested. Move. Kick to the head.
2: Not sure I'd call that a kick. Your leg's not going to be at head level until, let's see... Tabulating. About three minutes. Ah, nuts to this. Where the heck are you going?
7: Hold the line, please. What's he doing now, Mr. Al? Is he going to get his gyrograph? Is he Adam Dynamo or some
2: wrench, apparently? All right,
7: yous... Jeepers!
5: You killed him. Well, I knocked his head off. Can't believe I made fun of you for whacking things with a wrench, and then.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Here, have a look at this thing.
4: Calculating. Oh, come on. He's like a
2: chicken with its. His body chopped off? Yeah, that's pretty much right. So, what do you make of this
5: thing? Not like any contraption I've ever seen before, and I've seen them all. I think we're gonna go have to ask the Colonel.
7: Oh. About that, Mr. Al. Yeah? I came here last week to check up on you guys, see what adventures you were up to, so I could go tell the sarcasters at our next meeting. And the twist in his office... Dottie,
5: what did we tell you?
7: Sorry. The dame in his office. That's better. She said the colonel's away on important business right now. Well, Mr. Al, you're the officer here. What does that mean, anyway? That well, means he gets a fancy uniform
5: and gets to tell people what to do, and I work for a living. Well... First order of business. You really stand to get off these pylons. They're dangerous. And how? Come on, Dottie.
7: Holy jeepers. What's this place? Tabulating. Dottie, you mind throwing this thing in your knapsack? Sure thing, Mr. Oh, This
5: place, Dottie, is the teleportation chamber.
7: Holy crow. Where are we going?
5: I know a lot of high-tech gadgets, but I don't know from robots. I know somebody who does, Hang on. though. Hang on, You just asked Dottie to put that robot head into
7: her... Tabulating.
5: Are we taking the kid with us? Sure, I don't see why not. Dottie, you want to come on an adventure with us?
7: Mr. Al, do you mean it? Sure
5: do. Now, everyone climb into a teleport chamber. Just adjust the settings like so. No, no, seriously, where are we going? Well, you'll find out in just a second.
7: Jeepers, we went all the way to...
2: So, Matt and Algar... Welcome to the Mysterious East. Well, now, who the hell is... Silence.
6: Tune in again for our next exciting installment, Inscrutable Danger, only on the Sarcastic Voyage podcast.
7: the raccoon
6: and there goes Barry the bear he's trying to get Ricky's vanilla void Blake cereal delicious
1: flakes of wheat and corn coated in vanilla frosting part of this nutritious breakfast oh no Ricky look out remember kids sometimes you eat the bear and sometimes he eats you
4: Hey kids, if you send in 16 box tops from Vanilla Void Flakes, Chocolate Indifference Puffs, or new Strawberry Arbitrarios, you'll receive one prize from a vast assortment of prizes. I got
6: a strong, healthy body and enough months to attend a good college. I was born with a crippling disfigurement. My life will be never-ending hardship.
4: Our exciting prizes will remind you of the impossibility of an objective reality. The fact that there is no higher power and the universe doesn't care if you live or die. Don't forget, life, happiness, and health are entirely random.
1: I got eaten by a cartoon bear.
4: You sure did, Ricky. You sure did.
2: You know me, I'm Ralph Furley. I decided to get out of the apartment game and build this. What well, is this ridiculous contraption?
4: Ah! Who are you? I'm your identical nephew, Fergley. Well, you don't look anything like me. I'm not identical with you, Uncle Furley. I'm just identical. Well,
2: this is my cravatosphere. We can use it to travel through time! Can it help me get to the big game? We can sure as heck try! And we'll bring my little pal, the Regal Beagle!
4: (laughs) And speaking of pals,
2: have you met my good friend, the Ghost Rider?
0: Genie Blaze! You have been endowed with the power of vengeance! But I'm only eleven! Silence! You will take this human bicycle! Wear this cape that vaguely resembles fire, but not so much that it makes kids do anything dangerous. And fight evil at Midland Middle School. Okay, I'll do it. But don't let your grades slip, young lady. I won't. And take this, I don't know, lemur thing along with you. Hi, daddy. We're going to be the best of friends.
7: That thing looks...
0: It's the Mr. Furley Meets Ghost Rider Show. Mr. Furley does not actually meet Ghost Rider in this cartoon.
5: They were just three boys trying to sneak into an R-rated movie.
4: Uh, one ticket to unseasonably dead, please.
5: Little did they know that standing on each other's shoulders under that trench coat would change their lives forever.
4: That trench
5: coat turned us into a grown-up. And now they're learning an important lesson about responsibility
0: and giving a care. The fake mustache won't come off. It's a real mustache now. Joel Stanton of the Portland Times says the magic trench coat is the human centipede with a heart. And Carl Rural
4: says... Hey, get out of here.
0: So long, suck ass.
5: ice cold. It's ice cold. It is an infinitely... It's not ice cold. I, I, I understand. Okay. So it's an infinitely useless renewable energy source. Yes! It's perfect!
2: Well... The best part, the best part is that if it's constantly not working, people will have to buy more of it.
5: Well, this is a thing, this is a real marketing thing, Henderson, that they call planned obsolescence. hmm Which is they expect you to throw away your batteries or throw away your refrigerator or whatever it is that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many refrigerators I've thrown away just because there's rotten meat in there. Or... Oh,
2: well, I mean, that's just good planning. That's how to
5: get rid of your rotten meat. Right. I mean, you don't want to touch it. No. I mean, I don't have any, like, bad steak tongs. <laughs> have you thought about getting ice steak tongs?
2: Ooh, ice tongs? Yeah, they're like tongs, but they're made of ice. They so, work slightly better than ice coal because they do something.
5: So you're, you're basically... For a while. You're pitching me various forms of ice-based things. Yeah. Did, did, did we recently acquire an ice company and you're just trying to <laughs> unload their uh, unload their wares? Well,
2: see, the thing is a hockey rink just moved in behind oh, my house and then I closed see. down. So I've got a lot of excess
5: ice and snow I need to get rid of. Oh, see, I assumed they were, they were booming business and you were just hanging out at the back at <laughs> night. Stealing when they, ice? When they threw away the bags of ice after the hockey game. Oh, shit. They just dumped a bunch of blue ice. Come on, just take the whole ice dumpster. <laughs> but this you is don't want to take the greatest score of our lives. But you don't want to take the recyclable ice. No, of course not, because you know, you don't want to fuck over the environment.
2: Well, I mean, I personally don't like the environment, but I mean, but I don't wish invented... it any
5: specific harm. You you've just invented ice coal, right. which if you use it in place of real coal will will be much better for the environment. I guess that's true. It'll also not provide any heat. But that's a whole separate issue. Let the scientists work about that. Well, okay. So you're good. You're you're good, actually, Henderson. You're you'll make vice president for this.
2: Finally. But
5: you're not vice president yet. Shit. You're the, you're the idea man. You're the, you're All the right. one who brought me this. Now we got to market it. Okay. Here's the problem. Your average Joe does not use uh, does not use coal. No. What they do like, what everyone, what's a universal thing across the board? You you got people who use you know fireplaces electric baseboard heating not really but people do uh, cook with uh, gas gas um, ranges
2: right you got your reverse air conditioner
5: yeah well that's what I'm that's what I'm getting to here your uh, fire is sort of a, a uh, universal thing right uh, atomic it's symbol. it's almost
2: as well known as Mickey Mouse
5: almost not quite they do those things and it's Mickey Mouse coca-cola and fire yeah and then Super Mario all right um, atomic symbol FI by the way yes. fire it's a it's an element. Look it up. Yeah. Uh, um, but everyone knows fire, and everyone loves fire. He's their best friend. You could you could market something that's not cold to those people. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you think? Like we're bouncing, we're we're uh, we're spitballing here. Something that's not cold to people who like fire.
2: I mean, you would need it to not heat your everything. But uh, I don't tell them that. No, that's the problem. So how do you get the ice coal? It doesn't work into their house. Well, you need some kind of fire.
5: Hmm. That doesn't do what fire. What doesn't fire do?
2: It doesn't not burn.
5: So not burning fire.
2: Right. We need a kind of cold fire. That's it. Cold fire. Okay. I think I can work with this. It's like
5: cold fusion, but it's yes, fire. Yes. But more useless. Right. So you got your cold fire, and uh, you, you got I do. the commercial that comes on late at night. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And, you know, you get the usual guy. Fire is painful. Ouch! And you have Frankenstein. Of course! And everyone Fire's knows. greatest foe. Right, fire bad. And then he's delighted because of ice fire. Who isn't delighted by ice fire? Excuse me, cold fire. Sorry. Are you tired of being burned to death in a windmill?
2: God knows I am. As an abomination of nature, <laughs> I find myself under attack by fire basically every day. But now, with new Coldfire, I can stay in my windmill for as long as I want, cursing the creator that made me. I can even chase him to Antarctica. Thanks, Coldfire!
4: Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking, to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. In 1914, the global conflict, which would one day be known as World War I, had begun. Brutal trench warfare and the proliferation of poison gas left the young soldiers exhausted and terrified. But in Christmas of that year, a remarkable event occurred. Corporal! Do you have the time? Yes, sir. It's
0: 23.58 on 24 December, sir. Well, it's totally good. Tell the men to lay down their arms. Sir, we're not surrendering, are we, sir? What? Oh, good heavens no. I was... Well, I was just thinking, Corporal, it's... it's Christmas. The jellies over there in that trench may have the ideological differences, but surely they aren't unchristian monsters. If we could just come together in a spirit of brotherhood for
3: one single day. What is the time, Herr Soldat? My clock is
0: 23:59. Hello! Hello! I see you there! German blokes!
3: Are you surrendering, Britisher Schwein? That
0: would be a lovely gift on this Christmas. Not surrendering, no. I'm suggesting that both sides put aside our differences for one single day, to be united in our common Christianity. Sir, I'm actually Jewish. Yes, I'm sure the Germans would be perfectly fine with that, Corporal. Do I have your word as an
3: officer that this isn't some kind of a trick? Yes, word of honor, old boy, word of honor. Right. Let's Christmas, then. Ah, this was a fantastic idea here, English, Colonel. How is it that you managed to acquire such an elaborate feast with all of your British puddings and
0: hams? Yes, well, it helps to have a good supply officer, don't you know?
3: Yeah, we were wondering why many enemy soldiers were bursting open with small toys in a riddle when we shot them. Oh,
0: yes, sad bit of business, those boys being cut down like that. Still, line of duty and all that, Joe. So tell me, our tradition is this quiet feast and a visit from Father Christmas... What does a German Yuletide look like then? It's a Krampus. I beg your pardon? Uh, the Krampus?
3: It's a it's a sort of a, a demon who punishes bad German children. Uh, he shoves them into a sack, and he takes them back to his lair. How ghastly. <laughs> yeah, and
0: here he is now. Uh, 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 but uh, we've, been, we've been killing one another in these trenches for the past several months. We've all been quite naughty. Are
3: you thinking what I'm thinking?
0: Men, men
3: pick, pick up your, up your weapons, weapons, weapons at once.
0: Advance. Troops, on this one occasion I ask that you take orders from my counterpart here. It is all right. In this case I defer to his superior
3: wisdom. Thank you, Herr british lieutenant. Now men, ready, aim and fire...
0: And that, my dear grandchildren, is how one cold December in 1914 we and the Germans set aside our differences and destroyed a supernatural entity with mustard gas.
6: Is that when the earth split open and unleashed all manner of demons from the very depths of hell itself?
0: It was indeed, Jenny. Well spotted, dear. Well spotted. <laughs>
4: The Don will see you now.
0: Don, I thank you for taking the time to sit down with me today. I, sorry, should I come back later?
4: Oh, no, no. The Don enjoys playing the piano. It's one of the many hobbies that a cultured man such as he enjoys.
0: Of course, of course. Don, I need your help. Don, these young punks, they break into my store and take all of my inventory. They shoot my wife, Don. She's a, she's a no walker so good no more. None my livelihood. She's a ruin. And these young pugs, they go free. The cops, they tell me.
4: Are you sure that maybe I shouldn't? It's fine. It's fine. He can hear you. I assure you, this is his process. He's listening intently to your problem. The piano, it's just... Uh, it helps him think is all. So,
0: done I come to you with my hat in my hand i give you anything to make things like they was. I just want to make an honest living to raise my kids in the... No, 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 never, never, never,
4: no! I'll never get it, You know what, maybe you was right. Come back tomorrow morning. Don Music will see you then. Wow,
5: this is quite a turnout. Hello, everyone. As you all know, Disney's really excited to have acquired the Star Wars brand. We feel that... Well, George Lucas was obviously a visionary who changed the way we look at movies and also defined a generation. Lucasfilm itself was wasting this very valuable license on six movies, numerous toy lines and video games, and animated TV series that ran for five seasons. We here at Disney are keen to change all that. We're going to make sure the public knows and, more importantly, remembers the name Star Wars. I welcome each of your pitches, and I look forward to speaking to each of you in turn. When you enter my office, you will notice two things on my desk. One is a green light. The other is a red light. If you give me an idea I don't like, I will put on the red light. Like the Lady Roxanne from that Steve Martin movie. If I do like your idea, you get the green light. So there's a literal green light? Good question. Yes, there is. There's also a literal development hell. And I'm sure I'll be seeing some of the rest of you there. Bye for now. Uh, All right, send the first one in. Uh, I have a name, you know. (laughs) Yes, I expect that you do.
2: Top of the mornin' to ya I'm Jabba the Hutt
5: I'm sorry say that again
2: What top of the mornin'? it's an Irish expression it No means, no uh... no
5: not that Did you say you're Jabba the Hutt
2: That's right me bucco the original Jabba Obviously you know me Let me just jog your memory I think you'll find I was your favorite character
0: You didn't think I was going to run did you Ah my boy There are times you disappoint me Why haven't you pet me why did you have to fry poor Greedo like that? After all we've been through together. Look, Jabba, next time you want to talk to me, come see me yourself.
5: That's a hell of a fur coat you're wearing there.
2: Oh, ain't it just... Now, George told people... George
5: Lucas was a visionary one generation.
2: George told people that he always intended for me to be replaced in post. But then, why would he have put me in costume? Tell me that, Mr. Fancy Pants Executive!
5: I mean, I guess they're pretty fancy pants, uh, quarter so what are you pitching exactly? Why well, the original adventures of Job in the Hut? And you think you can get three movies out of this?
2: Well, I was only pitching the what Why three?
5: Listen, that's how it works, okay? We can only make three movies or six. Might be able to do nine, but I'd have to ask my manager. Anyway, I'm just not seeing a trilogy in this.
2: Well, can I at least get the fur coat back? I'm pretty sure it's still in wardrobe.
6: Okay, so...
5: I love it when they start like this. Go on.
6: So we go to Star Wars, right?
5: We go to Star Wars.
6: Right. We go to where they film Star Wars. You know, out in space. All right. And we do an expose on the exploited Twillig women.
5: I'm sorry. What's a
6: Twillig? Don't you know anything about Star Wars?
5: Well, I've seen the movies. Who hasn't, right? I mean, you know, George Lucas. But the extended universe stuff, I don't have a reader. Never actually met him or gotten a report of what he's read, but we still pay him anyway documentary.
6: Right. The Twillings are these innocent aliens that are callously exploited by a number of prominent figures in the Star Wars universe. They're sold into slavery. Now you're talking.
5: Between Lincoln and Django Unchained, slavery is very hot right now.
6: There is nothing hot about slaves.
5: No, no, no. Not slaves. Slavery. The concept. So are they sold into labor or...
6: Worse. They've been turned into dancing girls. Prostitutes. These
5: are women then?
6: That's right. We must band together to expose this harsh mistreatment I'm to-
5: sorry, there's only one woman in Star Wars, and that's Carrie Fisher. And anyhow, you tell me how we've sold 8 million slave Carrie Fisher dolls, huh? Wouldn't happen to have her number, would you? No. Well, I'm sorry, I'm gonna to have to turn on the red light on this prostitution idea. Next! Uh, hi, I'm
2: Mark Hamill. That name, it rings a bell. Hang on, let me, uh... I mean, well, I did play, uh... Just a sec...
5: There we are. I took a bunch of notes when we were doing the changeover. I wrote down, be sure to get my camel. Obviously, they were saying Mark Hamill, which makes a lot more sense, honestly. Oh, I have a camel. Come on, Cinnamon. We that is a camel. She sure is. Who's a good camel? Yes, you are. Here's a thimble full of water. I think that's the first even-toed ungulate I've ever had in my office. My note says you're one of uh, three people we have to get for episode seven, and I'm not to take no for an answer.
2: Oh, well, that's what I'm here to tell you. My answer is no. All right, then. Uh, You mind if I stick around for this pitch thing? It looks fun, and I have absolutely nothing to do. Sure, neither do I. Pull up a chair and... uh... Oh, no, no, no. I'll just sit on cinnamon. It's fine. Yes, it is, isn't it, girl? Ooh, can I say next? Yeah, all right. Next! Sorry, I slipped into the, uh, looping thing. Hey, you
1: know what would be fun? No, but I sure would like to. A musical! Uh, oh come on. It's a Disney movie. You have to have music. Look, I'm not really sure on
5: this one. I, I kinda want to use the green light and the red light at the same time. Do we have
1: some kind of a brown light? There's a can can line of Adats on Hoth. Then we have Yoda do a little soft shoe. It practically writes itself.
5: I assume you have some songs prepared. Hit me with one.
1: Uh well I I mean I I didn't bring any
5: go on if this thing writes itself sing me a few bars here now on the spot
1: ah
2: who cares i love it that's the one element that's been missing from star wars all these years
5: fine but you're only getting three movies next
1: okay so you're obviously adding a cantina to the disney theme parks
2: oh my god the pile of arms are gonna be six feet deep
1: so what we do is we set up a Wookiee whorehouse in the back. We don't advertise. We just let word of
5: mouth... I think the people who run the It's a Small Glory Hole After All operation might see that as competition.
2: Uh, I'ma be right back.
5: Yeah, Cinnamon! Hamill, you get back here. I need your help shooting down these terrible people's ideas.
2: I can't
6: hear you!
1: You thought my idea was
6: terrible?
5: What? No, honey. I think you're terrible as a person. Next.
6: I'm a small
7: boy. Huh, so you are. I, I end up being the Star Wars movies. Can you give me a Star Wars movie?
5: Oh, sure. I'm sure we could find a part for you as an alien or maybe one of those Jawa things. Uh,
7: but I want to be in the Star Wars movie. You, you can make one, right? We
5: actually have quite a few in development. We got Pixar doing something. Okay, we got okay. Other guys I'll,
6: be, doing
7: I'll be, I'll be in all of them.
5: Well, uh, what, what sort of role did you have in mind? I mean, there's bounty hunters, and there's Jedi, and there's like pirates, mm, and then there's these other guys. I wanna sand. be a Most spaceship.
1: Of them
7: are on sand
5: spaceship. Alright, what kind of spaceship?
7: Uh, a big spaceship, and, and, and I could be, um, a spaceship.
5: Yes. Yes! We can make this happen. Okay. Hey, I'm back. Did I miss anything? Only the best pitch I've heard
2: all day. Oh. I got my rod sucked by a cartoon duck.
5: Okay, hear me out on this one. I'm listening. I'm not! How about the merry adventures of fan-favorite Boba Fett? Didn't we leave him
2: dying in a pit in the first act of The Return of the Jedi? That's right.
1: Hi, um... I have a petition. Oh,
2: Christ, here we go. Ugh, I've seen these. Keep an eye on this one.
1: Yeah, so... We demand that you keep Jar Jar Binks out of all of these projects.
0: <sighs> uh-huh.
1: And, um... That's it. Is it? Uh, well, um... Uh, we also added uh, a small thing at the end. Bring back Firefly.
5: <laughs> uh, what was that? <clears throat> I want you to bring back Firefly. Damn it! A yeah, nice try, brown coat. Next!
6: Is this film, she is all about this Jedi, this uh, sad Jedi?
5: I might actually be convinced to play this.
6: Only his laser sword, it does not uh, ignite.
5: Well, that doesn't sound very action-packed at all.
6: No, no, the action, it is in his mind His laser sword, it goes All droopy And he must get Oh, from from
5: some kind of mystic laser sword forger I don't think we even know how those things are made It would be cool to expose that part of the universe Or a shady Han Solo type pirate character He
6: gets help from his psychiatrist uh, Who will help our hero deal with his uh, droopy sword through talk therapy Oh, I get it
7: Hi, I'm an old woman.
5: Carrie Fisher! Finally.
2: Episode seven was quite possibly the worst movie I've ever seen. And I saw an advanced screening of Zardoz in 74. This is not the Star Wars I grew up with. It's like they were making a movie for their grandmas or something. And without a hammerhead type character, the whole balance is thrown off. I hope JJ Abrams falls into a lake of shit and is forced to eat his own tongue, which is now covered in shit and Come on,
5: George, we gotta get back to this Indy 5 script. For the fans. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, just a second, Stephen.
2: Signed, ball TK 421
5: <laughs> We'd like to thank Tord for a fantastic episode <laughs> of Sarcastic Voyage. <laughs> uh, we had we had some mail earlier. We had a, a bit of mail from Brewtown Andy. The answer mm-hmm. is uh, you could solve for Maria by using Pythagoras' theorem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gay Scott, your question about summer movies is every movie is about, uh, submarines and mustard and I don't care and Matt's going to see Evil Dead. Uh, what was the other question? Oh, fuck, I don't remember now. There was a, there was a third question from someone else and it was obviously, oh, it was from Deke asking if I ripped off Downton Abbey and the question is yes. Clearly he did, yes. The answer, I don't know, but the question, absolutely yes. Yep. So, you want to write to us? SarcasticVoyage at gmail.com you want to see our website it's uh, sarcasticvoyage.com um and we have now started doing the bonus content on sarcasticvoyage.com yes. if you click the fan what the hell fan club i think is what you're what we're calling fan it man if you if you're the sarc- if you're in the sarcastiers if you have a decoder ring you can get cool stuff is what i'm yep. trying to say you
2: absolutely can
5: you can get uh, we we now have when we're doing our our little serial the radio adventures of matt now we have uh, concept sketches uh, done by our art friends, uh, Vishal, Kim, other people art may crow. be doing them in the future. Um, we will have, uh, uh, like actual physical prizes. There's, there's cool stuff there. Yeah. That you should check out because. All this and more can be yours. Yes. And we now, you can now join the Sarcastiers again. It's not just for the people who participated in our fundraiser. You get a little pack. You get a, uh, a ring and a badge. You get a numbered badge, which entitles you to all the powers and responsibilities of a podcast listener. Mm hmm. And you get a little sticker, you get a little uh, window cling with Cartoon US on it. And really, Matt, what's cooler than Cartoon US? Uh, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing, except maybe this butterscotch root beer. Because that might dang, be it. that's good. Today's episode and the, and the cool, cool taste of Ice coal. <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by Dang That's Good and Ice Cold. <laughs> So we hope that your root beer is butterscotch, we hope that your coal is ice, and we hope that your journeys are safe.
0: Good night, everyone. This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast starred Lionel Richie, Richie Rich, Rich Little, Chicken Little, Chicken Boo, Boo Radley, Milton Bradley, Milton Burrow, Burl Eyes keenan ivory wayans wayne newton juice newton Orin juice jones casey jones john jones aka the martian manhunter john calvin calvin deforest deforest kelly kelly clarkson lewis and clark martin and lewis rowan and martin rowan atkinson and dr atkins It was written by the Birdman of Alcatraz with Tom Conway and Tony Danza. Music by the Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza. It was produced in a blender with shaved ice and... (sighs)
4: Episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham with Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Dave Fields, Kimberly Lajeunesse, Brian Lynch, Joseph Ravenson, Amanda Smith, and Sabrina Snyder with a special guest appearance by Vishal Baradwaj. It was written by Ron Algar Watt with Matt Robotham, Kimberly Lajeunesse, Sabrina Snyder, and Amanda Smith. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2013.